Welcome to Multiculturalism Happens Here. I am Isaac Relas and I work with Visions Inc., a nonprofit established in 1984. We are a catalyst for a more equitable world where differences are valued and used for the benefit of all. Our goal is to address national and local issues through the lens of multiculturalism. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about social location. Social location has many aspects to it, but I think we have to start in one place, and that place is the three levels of identity. You can imagine the three levels of identity by imagining a circle. And within that circle, imagine a second circle. And then within that circle, imagine a smaller circle within that, making three circles, an outer one, a middle one, and an inner one. The inner circle represents our individual identity. We are unique. There's nobody else like us. You know, there's no one who has ever or will ever exist that is like you ever again. You are a unique and amazing individual. The middle circle has to do with group identity. The group identity can have as many or as little group identities as you want. We're going to get into um, another tool for looking at group identity. And then on the outer circle, you have universal identity. We're all the same. You know, we're all human beings. We're part of the human family, the universal race. So social location has to do with this middle piece of identity. And the reason that I want to start off talking about the three levels of identity is because often enough when we're talking about multiculturalism, depending on what your social location is, you might want to keep the conversation at the individual or at the universal level and not want to jump into those group identities because that's where things can become a little bit messy because now we're talking about differences. And because we're in a culture where we're still trying to deal with differences in how we create these multicultural spaces, we often can have misses. So now that we have the tool of the three levels of identity, I want us to talk about social location. One of the tools that we use when we're talking about social location is the chart that we call a working conceptualization of historically excluded and historically included groups. In this chart, we start off with types of oppressions, the variables, and then we get into historically included, historically excluded groups. So I'm going to talk a little bit about myself, keeping this uh, eye focus, and go through some of the types of oppression. Some of the types of oppression that we have listed are racism, classism, elitism, sexism, genderism, military age, adult, able, xenophobia, the list can keep going on forever and ever. Or, you know, when we're just talking about differences, there's kind of an unlimited of differences that can exist. And then the variable in terms of racism, classism, sexism is going to be race, color, ethnicity, for classism, socioeconomic status, for sexism, biological sex, for genderism, gender identity, gender expression, and then we have the historically included group. I'll just stick to the race and gender for now. In historically included groups, when we talk about race, we're talking about 
white, whiteness, white people. When we talk about historically excluded groups, we're talking about people of color. African, American, African, Asian, Native, Latinx. Um, and then when we're talking about gender, the historically included groups are cisgendered. And then the historically excluded are transgender, gender nonconforming, gender queer, androgynous. The reason that I talk about those two groups are because I want to transition into talking about my own social location and what that means. Understanding social location is a step towards building equity. And we talk about diversity, inclusion, and equity. And we use these this working conceptualization of historically excluded, historically included to get into social location because it is within social location that we can understand the kind of equity that people have and therefore the kind of support that they might need when we are talking about equity. I am a Latinx born in the United States. My parents are immigrants, so I'm first or 1.5 generation um, American. I have English as a second language. I was raised poor working class. I still am working class. Sexism, biologically, I am a man. When it comes to gender, though, I am gender nonconforming, gender queer. The rest, definitely, I fall under the included group. I have an abled body. I did not go to the military. I am in, like, the beginning, middle, slash what are the historically included group as a 30-year-old. And so now we, we're getting into what is my social location? What are the identities, the group identities that have formed my perspective and what I believe about the world, who I can trust, who I can't trust, who my allies are, who are people, what are places that maybe I should be afraid of, And so the example that I want to talk about is a recent example for me, and that has to do with pay gaps. I recently experienced what I felt and perceived was an unjust pay gap. And my social location definitely had a lot to do with where that feeling was coming from. In the position that I was in, I was... One of a couple Latinos, Latinx people that were part of the the staff, while the rest were white. But this staff, let's say that half of the staff all around was still Latino. It just so happened that it was the administrative and the buildings and grounds team that was Latino, except for me and a couple of their colleagues that were a level above that. And when I found out that there was a pay gap between me and my colleagues, I took it really personal because everybody who was above me is white. And the person, the reason that I found out about the pay gap was because it was a younger white person who was making more money than me. And when I brought this up to the superiors, the the way that it was met was, well, what about work experience? What about education? And there was never any real telling tale as to why I was getting paid less. 
and not just a little bit, but a chunk of money. And so at the personal level, I was feeling like this was not fair, like this was not just. Growing up as a Latino here in Southern California, I honestly grew up doing service jobs. And so I worked as a gardener as a kid. I worked cleaning pools as a teenager. Um, I helped my parents clean buildings. And so we were always doing these service jobs. What I come to find was that people expect me to fulfill that role for them. There was another example where a couple years back, I worked at a church, and so I was going over to a parishioner's home to help them set up, and they were a parent for a youth party. I was the assistant youth director, and I showed up with a bunch of food, and I, you know, knock on the door, I helped set up the food, and then the parents who are white, they look at me and they say, okay, you're done. Thank you. And I say, okay, yeah, thank you. You know, I'll just, just going to wait around. And they were like, you don't need to wait for anything. You know, your job is done. And then I was like, what? My job is not done. What are you talking about? And I had to tell them, oh, I'm one of the youth ministers. You know, I'm here to supervise the party. In which case they laughed. Oh, (laughs) we thought that you were the delivery person for the food. So this is the kind of energy that I was having to deal with. Being dismissed, being diminished constantly. And when I found out about this pay gap, I was hurt. Even at the institutional level, at this place that I had respect for and love for, and I thought that they were showing love and respect for me as well, that they were treating me the same way that these parents were treating me, which was, you know, you're actually not a part of this club. And that's what hurt me was that because as a Latino, I have this, I've had these experiences that tell me that I'm not a part of the club. When I hear about a pay gap, I become hurt. Because I go, oh, see, these are the ways that I'm not a part of the club. And I didn't know because we have a culture of not sharing how much people are getting paid. And I think that the culture of not sharing how much people are getting paid is a culture that is created so that institutions don't have to be accountable to some of those beliefs that they say they have, like diversity, inclusion, and equity. When institutions or people don't want to acknowledge those differences and those group identities, social location, what you do is you end up reinforcing a culture of white supremacy, of patriarchy, and through these behaviors, which we call modernisms, specifically the denial of the political significance of the difference or the denial of the cultural significance of the difference. The ways that I experienced this at a personal level was the way that the institution replied to my concerns about the pay gap. The way that they tried to justify it did not include my differences in my perspective. So when you deny the political or cultural significance of what somebody is telling you, that is a form of modern racism. Something that a lot of people of color, 
modern sexism, the something that a lot of women are having to deal with these days. And I hope that these are tools that are helpful for you in navigating a multicultural space and how you express yourself. That we have tools to talk about our experience at the four levels, the personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional. That we have tools to talk about our differences and our social location with the three levels of identity, as well as historically included and excluded groups. And that we can talk about the ways that we are experiencing modern racism or modern sexism through a denial of the political significance of our difference. Thank you for joining us. This has been Multiculturalism Happens Here. If you found this helpful, resourceful, give us a like, subscribe, share, or positive review. Consider giving to Visions, link down below, or joining us for one of our workshops, trainings, or youth summits. Interested in having us come to you? Contact us for more info. Keep rocking the free world, stay you, and be different. Much love, family.